Well, good golly, lo and behold, after our winter, spring, off-season hiatus, we are back. You were listening to the first edition of the Shutdown Fullcast. This might as well be the beginning of the season for college football, since it's our first podcast since the old season. We are, technically, we're all college football writers, right? And spring practice is over. So this is the first game. This is the beginning of the season. Welcome. We're going to beat Louisiana Tech in this podcast. Just going to play one one play at a time here. I am Spencer Hall, the editorial director of SB Nation. Joining me on this podcast is uh, Ryan Nanny, contributor uh, at large. And uh, I'm going to call you emeritus, even though you haven't left and aren't retired. Uh, okay. I feel like I just got punished. I think that's a, that's a pre-meritus. Okay. <laughs> contributor, well, contributor, premeritus. Oh, I premeritus. That sounds like you're gonna die soon. They have, they have, they have treatments for that, you know, <laughs> in Switzerland. Uh, and our college football editor, Jason Kirk. Um, we've been busy, so busy. That's why so we, busy. That's why we haven't been doing this podcast. It's definitely not justified. That definitely wasn't why. We weren't recording this podcast on Tuesdays around 10 p.m. Uh, Jason Kirk, what, do you, what have you been up to? Oh, man, just this past weekend alone, uh, I went to Talladega with, uh, well, with you. Uh, we went to Talladega for the NASCAR race where uh, we saw we saw a uh, BMW went mudding. Yep, saw a Mercedes SLS AMG. A Mercedes, I apologize. Sorry. To all our extremely rich listeners who are looking for uh, luxury mud and reviews. <laughs> Sir, that was no Mercedes out there. Our affluent premium listenership. Yeah, you get to listen to the other podcast, the Shutdown Fullcast Premium. Shutdown Fullcast Gold. <laughs> it costs twice as much. <laughs> Same content. Same goddamn content. Uh, Ryan, you, you too have been busy. Uh, particularly busy. A large life event. Happened? You uh, signed a letter of commitment? That's right. I went to prison. No. I I got hitched, and I got real sweaty after I got hitched. And then I went to Sonic, and the people at the, the car hop at the Sonic saw myself and my new wife, Caitlin, and she looked at us, and she said, Oh, did y'all just get back from prom? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and meant it. And she meant it, yeah. Uh, and we should have told her that we did, and we got hitched at prom, because that would have been Tennessee as hell. Yeah, she wouldn't have batted an eye. No. Like, great strategy. That's how my mommy met my first daddy. Mm-hmm. To be fair, you did go to Sonic. What? What's wrong with going to Sonic? <laughs> A couple of things about the Sonic that Ryan went to, by the way. Oh, he, yeah, we, we confirmed these facts. Yes, so. yes, it is in my hometown of Franklin, Tennessee, and it is located, one... Below and next to a large graveyard. Very large. Very Hang on. Hold on. Hold on. Below a grave. So is it like staffed by zombies or? No, 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 no. It's so you go to the graveyard, you drive into a mausoleum. It's actually a car lift and it lowers you into the Sonic. Oh, that's fine. You yeah. know, it's just normal shit. While it plays Monster Mash. It's very quaint. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cute. <laughs> Franklin is a city of wonders. <laughs> in addition to that, that's the Sonic where in high school I saw someone ride a horse up to it. Huh. 
up to up to the Sonic or to the graveyard or to both. <laughs> it, was, it was a ghost horse covered in flames. <laughs> I just I just want to know if somebody trotted a horse up to Sonic, oh, got man, a cherry that's, limeade, that's... and then went and paid their respects. The damn the damn pale rider of the apocalypse when he got him a chili dog. No, that was just Alan Jackson. He lives right down the road. The four horsemen need tots. <laughs> You're damn right they do. Yeah, it's um, it's a magical place that you were at post wedding. But congratulations, you're, Thanks, buddy. you're just like all kinds of a real boy now. We we have started to look through the pictures, and definitely the first picture of anyone at the bar at the reception is of you and your wife. <laughs> we don't we don't get out often. <laughs> it's like you just went straight there. I don't even know if you were at the ceremony. <laughs> we were just waiting there. <laughs> Are you witness? Yeah, we're witnessing something. That bartender's slow with my bourbon. He just quantum leaps straight to the bar. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sitting there. Don't you know that, like, Dean Stockwell is always right behind me in my mind? <laughs> Pushing a remote control and smoking a cigar. Uh, I have been uh, running all over the place. I, too, went to Talladega this past weekend, which NASCAR, I really wish. This is the best thing about a NASCAR race besides, like, you know, 41, 42 cars all hurtling at completely badass speeds around a two-mile track, like two inches from each other's bumper. That's all cool and everything. What would be really cool in every sport that NASCAR actually allows you to do is to put on a headset and listen in to what individual people in the event are discussing. That's amazing to me. Like, if you could do that during uh, football games by position, that would be outstanding. Yeah, if you could do that during, like, a... uh... I'm thinking like Notre Dame's offense would be really great to listen to. Just the absolute meltdown chaos. <laughs> what are you doing? Who are you? Either that or they're just humming John Philip Sousa the whole time. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> or like go back and listen to like uh, Brady Hoke huddle. <laughs> <Or> if... <laughs> go on. Hey, you guys, why do they call it a driveway if you park there? <laughs> Wait, is it third down? Time out. <laughs> All right, let's go. But you park on the driveway. Oh, time out again. Is it just him doing old like Gallagher jokes? <laughs> yeah, including the watermelon. What if Brian Kelly's been really encouraging this whole time? Every like, every every Michigan halftime was just Brady Hope doing the Gallagher watermelon thing. That's it. <laughs> and you know what? For 12 games, that worked pretty well. <laughs> Got you to a sugar bowl. <laughs> Listen, man, he's going to inspire us. Maybe he's going to throw a honeydew on there. I don't know. It could get crazy. <laughs> oh, no, durian. <laughs> and it all went downhill, blinding several of their key skill players. Maybe that's what happened to Devin Gardner. It's like just went downhill after he was blinded in one eye when Brady Hope managed to pop a durian with a sledgehammer. Oh, classic case of durian eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Michigan's got smart people, but there's no cure for this shit. Got to go to a specialist in Singapore for that. The um, Went to Talladega. Um, been to a couple of other places, just sort of doing stories and stuff. And uh, traveled to uh, your fair city, Ryan, New York. Yeah, I wasn't here. No. I, was not. I did, however, take the segue to Chicago uh, because we want to talk about the draft. And I was, I was at a, a semi-draft kind of event, uh, Plucks of Balls which was in the beautiful city of Chicago. Which draft I, town. Draft town. Draft town. 
where our fair young men of football go if they are so cursed and chosen to play in the National Football League. Um, it's funny when you get to play the role in real life that you do on the internet of like not really caring all that much about the NFL and thinking very little of it. And then you meet someone in real life who wants to talk about it and they're kind of crestfallen. Are you staying for the draft? You know, you're... <laughs> oh, no. No, oh, no. No, no. That's for, that's for stupid people who don't know how to connect with others. <laughs> yeah, why would we... Why do I want to watch that? No. That's not football. No, no, no. Um, but it, it is where the draft occurred, and um, this is where we want... We really need a noise for this, because we need a, a graphic for Jason Kirk's strong draft pinions. Draft pinions! That's... that's that's somebody's text alert now. <laughs> I hope so. Draft pinions. I hope it's I hope I hope it's Jimbo's draft alert draft text alert right now. Yeah, you got Jimbo. Whenever like a player gets picked or something. Yeah. <laughs> my my phone's dead. It's just been going off all day. Oh, it's just been going off all through church. Uh yeah, as the uh as the one of us who probably kept up the most closely with it due to it being uh most re- more related to my job than either of yours, uh, I can say that it's hilarious that a Texas assistant made fun of Baylor for having a quarterback drafted. <laughs> it is some uh, the, the Texas recruiting director, personnel, player, whatever. Uh, as soon as soon as Bryce Petty was drafted in, I think the fourth round, sent out a tweet saying, "If you want to come and learn how to be a quarterback, come to Austin." Because <laughs> hey, the last the last quarterback we had drafted was Vince Young. Yeah, Texas had a quarterback drafted in like the year seven. Hey, I think we should give them credit for Garrett Gilbert, personally. Personally. Yeah, and Johnny Manziel while we're at it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, hey, we can, we can keep going down this route. Because <laughs> remember, Texas was their safety school. Hey, mm-hmm. nice. Hey, nice. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Got him, coach. Um, but yeah, that's, um, that was humorous, especially, um, in route of the, oh, I'm sorry. Colt McCoy was drafted too. In the, in the third round. Can I remind you, can I remind you of, yeah, yeah. Colt McCoy, he he went to Texas. Oh, the the old guy from Oklahoma state. Yeah, (laughs) that's correct. And can I remind you of who drafted him? They might want to forget about this. I'm just going to guess the Browns. Correct. Correct. The Browns have, draft, the Browns every, have drafted every NFL player in history. Yeah, every like Texas Big Twelve ish quarterback goes to the Browns. I think it's actually it's actually actually a vestige of NFL rules. Like the Browns are sort of customs, so you go through the Browns and then they route you to other teams. Nobody's actually the Browns are picking all of these players. <laughs> are you sure the Browns aren't like Raza Ghouls like? Go walk the earth among the thieves test. Have you seen the Browns do anything as impressive as what Raza Ghoul's folks can do? I mean, they do look pretty tired. That's true. They have made people fall through ice and drown themselves. Also Brown. true. Damn, Brown, there's some Browns fans mainly. Yeah, Damn. Browns fans mainly. <laughs> I've had it. I can't take it. Stomping on the ice about the like, like, like Vin Diesel on top of the parking deck just to end the fight. <laughs> I'm jumping head first off this bitch. See you later. Um, so yeah, that 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 happened with the draft. I think another interesting 
draft pinion and another great joy of the NFL draft was handing off Jameis Winston. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. It's done. Just go to Tomahawk nation. Not a damn thing being said about Jameis Winston. Nope. All quiet on the Western front. Do I even want to check? The hell are you talking about handing off Jay? He's at, he plays for the fucking team in Tampa. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not particularly relevant. That's not particularly relevant to my life. Well, uh, Tomahawk Nation does now employ a Jameis Winston um, uh, focused writer to just cover. That's it. That's our new Tomahawk got- Nation slash Tampa Bay Bucks blog. We already have one. Now we have two. That, they got that I, Jameis beat. I would not be surprised if Bud has already queued up a series of articles, like after each Bucks loss, to be like how how Jameis would have done it better if the Bucks would have just turned. Turned him loose. Who's ahead of him? Just trusted James. Who do you mean ahead? Mike Mike Glennon. (laughs) Okay, because I was about to ask. That's how. And ahead is ahead is not the term I would use. Yeah. Yeah. How how parallel is he on the depth chart? He's like super starting. Like if they if they had a game like tomorrow, he would start it. (laughs) Would you say that it's neck and neck with Mike Glennon? (laughs) Jeez. Somewhere Mike Prada just chuckled. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that and that that and the handoff though is great because now we get to we get to enjoy nfl reporters who i'm sure will just rationally and calmly deal with the many minor foibles the possibly major foibles they'll encounter covering a Jameis winston we've we've just released released him into the skies and wherever it is he alights is that who is that is whom has to uh deal with his next indiscretion i just heard like just breathe by faith hill in my head when it happened right like yeah. <laughs> just breathe. if you love something let it go and it's it's good and gone but remember remember jimbo gets him paid that's if you want, like Jimbo Fisher does not lie. If you would like to be drafted high in the NFL, and you would like to get a very large signing bonus, by all means, please sign with Jimbo Fisher. If you want that one contract. If you want that one contract. <laughs> Remember, it should be enough. You, you should be able to eat off that for years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can you can feed your family from a Marcus Russell for a long time. So you're saying the NFL draft is like going to Costco and buying the big box of Nature's Valley granola bars. <laughs> oh, that sucks so bad. <laughs> but you can eat them. But the you damn can live off them. Crunchy bars. There's a reason they're cheap. Listen, you're not you're not going to go through them quickly, are you? Just go get that lead-tainted 40-pound bag of protein powder. Okay. God. Probably scraped off of the plains of like lower Mongolia by people making four cents an hour, right? Put into the bag for you, sold at Costco, get you some Nature's Valley granola bars, right? And um, you're set. That's all the yep. food you're going to need for like six months. The Titans are probably giving that protein <laughs> to Marcus <laughs> Mariota right now. I'm mentioning like, like borderline slave labor and like <laughs> cheap food purchased at the lowest possible price. And the first place you go is the Tennessee Titans. Well, <laughs> if, if the shoe fits. I think, I think come, uh, a, a draft storyline that's been overlooked is it, the, the top two quarterbacks, where they went. Uh, Jameis went from Bessemer to Tallahassee to Tampa. 
which sort of just feels like leveling up the same town. Like, if if Bessemer were to you know octuple in size, it's like getting promoted example. up the up the insurance claims adjuster ladder. Whereas Marcus Marcus Mariota went from Hawaii to beautiful Eugene to Nashville. Yeah, <laughs> just it's all downhill, man. He's just his his quality of life has declined with each stop. It's been it's been halved each but, time. But you know what Marcus Mariota has done a good job of doing early in his Titans career? Admitting that he loves terrible pop country music. Did he say that? Yeah. He, yeah. he, he did, he did. He said that uh who was that his is favorite? Savvy. Hold on, I'm I'm gonna find it. Because 'Cause we're prepared. I mean is uh, he he seems like the kind of guy who likes just about everything, so he would. He wouldn't say anything bad. Like if he even got drafted by Cleveland, he'd say something like, "Oh yeah, I love, I love, I love Machine Gun Kelly." All right, yeah. all right. This, this is <laughs> Marcus. Marcus Mariota said that he likes Rascal Flats, Tim McGraw, <laughs> and Kenny Chesney. Ooh, man, that is. <laughs> and you know what? Kenny Chesney likes Marcus Mariota. Is, Kenny Chesney is a lifelong uh, Hawaii and Oregon fan. Because Kenny Chesney is Santa, but he lost the naughty list. He just loves everybody. The minute Mariota got drafted, just there's Chesney in the living room going, I'm part of your Ohana. You did see that Kenny Chesney w- appeared with the 49ers during the draft at one point. He announced, <laughs> he, Kenny yep. Chesney announced the fourth round pick of the goddamn San Francisco 49ers. And what was amazing is we, we've had a running list at our site for a while of all the teams he roots for, and the Niners were not on there yet. We got to add them. That, that list is going to literally be every team. Like, I was really surprised he didn't pop up in a Juventus jersey. Like, what, if, what if it turns out there's just one team that it, this is all a very long con to just shit all over one team? One specific team. If he's like, oh, Minnesota Twins, fuck you. Ugh, the Sacramento Kings, hate them. Fuck you. Hell with you, Fresno State. No, Kenny loves them. Don't even talk like that. I I would, that would completely 180 my opinion on him. If this were one long con to be like, to hell with you, Auburn. <laughs> Especially if it were Auburn. <laughs> and and have, it, have it revealed by like, Someone like us, like we look up, like, hey, what, what about this one team? Wow, Kenny, Kenny Chesney was down to Duquesne and Auburn, and there he is in a Duquesne hat. It's amazing. Uh, great, but yeah, Duquesne <laughs> despised <laughs> DePaul or Duquesne. <laughs> yeah, the other, uh, the other sort of draft related notes that just blew my mind: uh, the Raiders. Stuck their finger in the light socket happily by drafting Andre Dubose. Yeah, buddy. Which I, I do have to say, if the Raiders came back and said, well, we thought maybe he didn't get enough offensive coaching or development at Florida, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a response or rebuttal. That's fair. I feel like, okay. Um, Miami had more draft picks than they had wins this year. Mm-hmm. Something that um, Bud Elliott and every Florida State fan most definitely did not mention. Why do that to a good rival? Al Golden deserves better. <laughs> Six and seven. Uh, also, um, you know which other state of Florida team had more draft picks than wins? <laughs> no. USF. <laughs> was it there USF? There was another one. Was um, UCF. They're just cranking them out there. You know, USF might have. They had two picks. Um well, I, I was thinking. Of, I was thinking of the Gators, but there, there might be another. Yeah, but yes, we did fire our coach, though. 
Maybe it was all of them. Maybe all of the Florida schools had more draft picks than one. FSU came close. Oh, Just talking. We can't stop talking about the Noah. Can't, can't stop, won't oh. stop. Well, I, I would like to uh, to uh, curtail the draft talk because we have reader questions. It has been far too long since we have spoken to the people. Uh, Ryan, we'll start with you. We got these off of Twitter.com, which is a website. All right, so we we have a I think a long-standing policy that we're trying to avoid the oh which if one coach had to be pineapple juice and the other coach had to be cucumbers which one no but it, we make exceptions. Correct, he would be Correct. the cucumbers. Yeah. Uh, this question comes from uh, the amazing Maddie B at TA is my homeboy, and his question is which coach would have been the best justified villain. Now, if if you're asking this question from a perspective of imagine that this is a new character, I submit that the best answer is Terry Bowden. But he sort of has that traveler mentality. He sort of has the kind smile that immediately feels wrong. Like uh, he's he's sent one of his goons around the back of the house to cut your gas line. And he also is somebody who, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if by week eight you're like, oh, man, Terry Bowden, ooh, didn't end well for him. Yeah, that goon is his brother Jeff, by the way, who actually would be a good Elmore Leonard character because bumbling bumbling underling is definitely something that appears in oh, every Elmore, Elmore it, Leonard story. Especially bumbling underling that is some, related to somebody. Oh, undoubtedly. I think this, yeah. is, this is a solid pick, though. I was going to opt for Ruffin McNeil. Yeah, yeah. Ruffin McNeil is like a Limehouse type, because remember, Limehouse is secretly like one of the biggest badasses in the series. Because unlike everybody else, he and Win Duffy don't get caught. It's true. Ever like actually, Duffy kind of gets caught in a ringer at the end and manages to get out. Limehouse never even gets cornered. And then they get their own spinoff series about them just on a cruise on a Viking River cruise in Europe. In the Black Forest. <laughs> mm, the Rhine. So, so beautiful this time of year, Ruffin. That's right, Terry. I would like to answer the question posed by at Clem McDavid, which is this. Which store has a greater store-to-advertisement discrepancy than Sonic? All right, now, I think what he means by this is what what store has a bigger gap between the advertised product and the reality you are presented with. I think that's what he means. Now, that's a really, really tough question to top or an answer because Sonic is pretty big because the advertisements are gorgeous and uh, they're generally not crammed into a bag and stuffed into another bag and then put on a plastic tray outside your car. Like, nothing's going to hold up that well. Sonic is a pretty big one, though. So I can't really... Arby's is also... Because if you look at Arby's advertisements, are, or even Hardee's, Hardee's are these big, glistening hamburgers, and then yeah, you get them, and yeah. they're these just mashed meat pillows with, like, a gooey, lumpy, paste-like bun on the top. Like, that's... But it, it feels like Hardee's knows that and is just fucking with you. Like, yeah, wouldn't it be amazing if this burger was real? It's not, idiot. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're kind of like the uh, affliction shirt of burger. Like, 
just <laughs> fuck you for buying this thing from us. Like every every single item on their menu has an implied comma bro after it. Uh, I think I think Subway could be up in here yep. because mm. Subway is pretty big about being like, hey, things are new at Subway and they're exciting. And look, a new celebrity that you've never seen. And then you go in the Subway and you're like, this is this. I'm living the exact same experience that this was in 1996. It's not different at all. You know what every Subway ad can't give you? That Subway gives you every single time to the furthest extent of actual existential sorrow? It's that smell. The smell! The goddamn smell! <laughs> is it, is Even it an like... airport Subway smells that way. It's like, a, it's like a mayonnaise dust kind of smell. It's like the smell of yeast mixed with the ground-up cardboard boxes that actually make their bread. What if that's what a burning body smells like and Subway is just like, they don't, they know that most people don't know that. So they're just like, oh shit, we're just going to, we're just going to be a body disposal front. So Subways are crematoriums. Right. But for criminals. And that's why there's so many of them. Because our, but for, but our, morgues, are, our morgues are all full. The, BM, the BMT stands for body management technology. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Long. Oh, it means fire. It means fire. That's what, what that means. Now, I think Hardee's is the answer, but the one that comes to mind for me, and this is, is not exactly what was asked, but Burger King, um, I, I think their commercials are sufficiently ironic about how terrible their food is. But like a Burger King, you walk past it and it actually smells really good because like they, they use actual fire and actual smoke comes out. And um, that smells good. And then you go in and it's like, I, I see you're sort of going for McDonald's, but it's somehow worse than McDonald's. So to me, that's the biggest disparity. So who's who's the most honest then? The most honest? I feel I, like Taco Bell is pretty honest. See, yeah, Taco Bell. <laughs> see I'm, I'm going to throw Little Caesars in the mix here because they're just like, it's hot and it's ready. And Did- I make no promises beyond that. <laughs> it's pretty cheap. It's that's, hot and it's ready and it doesn't bitch. cost money. That's it. Don't look at it. Don't taste it. I didn't, I didn't say shit about taste. I said it was hot and it was ready. And you can talk to my fucking lawyer if you have anything to say about it. <laughs> They're based out of you're Detroit. Getting, you're getting something that is already done. <laughs> it's cooked. It's cooked all the way through. Now they get out of this little Caesars, you son of a bitch. They don't say it's cooked. They say it's hot. It's hot. It's definitely it hot. It could have been on the roof for an hour, for all you know. <laughs> Someone sat on it for a long time. It's hot and it's ready because you're here and you got hands. You took it. It must have been ready. <laughs> it's truth in advertising. It's self-defined. If if Little Caesars made a pizza so ready that God couldn't... <laughs> couldn't he? Could God make a Little Caesars so hot he, he wasn't ready to eat it? <laughs> Even he isn't ready. Well, better give us five bucks to find out. I will. I will also s- state that I think that um, I think Dunkin' Donuts, though slightly out of uh, out of I think what you would consider the fast food meal market, Dunkin' Donuts is very honest because their their advertising is essentially you'll give up. Yeah, but Dun- you'll give Dunkin- up and you'll need us. Dunkin' is creeping into the real meal market. They're like, hey. We have iced coffee with a piece of breaded fried chicken in it now. It's cool. You can have it. Also, Whataburger. Whataburger is pretty much point for point. If you look at what it looks like and then you go there, 
It's exactly the same, and you can order anything without shame. Anything. You can say, I'd, I'd like a side of gravy with my apples. And they would say, oh, yeah, sure. There you go. Think, think about this. There is, by mathematical definition, there is somebody who has been the saddest Whataburger customer ever. It, it might it, it might have been me. Yeah, it could have been any of us, really. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I had... are, are you talking? Are you talking about disappointment level or like? No, no, no. Just like life was, life had ground them down. Oh, that oh. the person who needed Whataburger the most. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's Lana. It's definitely Lana. <laughs> I ate Thanksgiving. Uh, I ate my Thanksgiving dinner at a Whataburger once. Wow. All right. Well, we solved that question quickly. There, there. That was me. And to be honest, like, <laughs> what are the odds of that? Well, it was it was for the last Texas Texas A and M game, and I was like en route, and I hadn't had anything to eat, and I didn't even remember it was Thanksgiving until I ate in my car in the parking lot. Oh my god! On Thanksgiving, and then realized like, oh god, this just got really sad. Yeehaw! <laughs> Texas. This is like a Fogelberg song. Jesus Christ. He's sitting in his car and eating hamburgers with himself. Giddy up. He knows he shouldn't order fries, but he doesn't give two shits. <laughs> there's, by the way, did you know that there's a Canadian, the Canadian restaurant chains have the worst possible names. They really do. White Spot is one of them. Whoa. Racist. Uh, there's also Dick Ann's Hamburgers. I'm sure that's okay. not pronounced that way, but don't correct me, Quebecois. And Captain Submarine and Burger Baron. Oh, Those no. last two sound pretty good. Yeah, Burger Baron sounds great. Yeah, that sounds better than Burger King, because he's giving you that illegal shit. There's also one called Heroes Certified Burgers. I hope you go into Burger that Baron. That sounds great. I hope you go into Burger Baron, and they're like, you know, World War One wasn't what it sounded like. <laughs> I'm all on the gay hooters business plan. It's just start a business, start like a fast food restaurant or a casual sit down dine in experience that's totally based around internet conspiracy theories. <laughs> hey, hey man, Tallywhackers is coming soon. Would you like a chemtrails chaser with that? Um, let's move on, Jason. Uh, let's see here. Um, this comes to us from Kelly Murphy on Twitter.com, known as beer underscore nye. What's the video game you hate most of all? This is probably an obvious and frequent answer, but I'm going to go with Myst. Um, wow, it, I wouldn't even call Myst a video game. That's like homework. Yeah, the game, the <clears throat> game, quote fingers, where uh, your job is to go from screen to screen, click on parts of the screen, um, click back to go to another part, click on something else, continue until you delete it. I, I have a theory about Myst that... The designers like never formally assigned character creation to anybody. Nope. And they got to the end of the development cycle, and they were like, "Oh, oh shit, D Darren, did you?" And he's like, "Uh, no, this is an artistic choice." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's know. what it was. This makes our game stand out that we don't have characters or things happening. It's different. Like the only action in the entire video game were things opening or moving. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. You turn the wheel, then you go to the next screen to see what the wheel did. You can't figure it out, so you push the button, and you go back to the other screen. Now you're outside again. It's now, like you're now you're reading the letter from the dead guy, and, the, and then it's got the Microsoft Encarta, the videos moving. It's like being alone in a Home Depot that you can't leave. 
<laughs> it's like it's like John Boy's design. It's it's like, I don't know. I'll just I'll just play with the paint mixer for two hours. Does that do something? Does that move anything? It's hard to pick like a game you really really hate because most games you really really hate. Well, you know nobody played them, right? Like nobody would touch them. Like you pick it up and you're like, ah, oh, well, I'm never touching that again. You really have to sort of in order to hate a game, it has to be something that people actually play, right? Yeah. That, you, that you wanted and got and then hated. Yeah, it's not just worst game. Because there are awful games that you, you play ironically or you never play at all. It's a game that you somewhat invested in and are angry about that. Yeah. For for me, it would be... it's a, There's a couple of games up there. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs was crap. Mm. Just hot, ball-sweaty crap. Just bad, nasty, fetid shit. Walla crap. Just crap. Like, top to bottom. That the game was absolutely awful. It was, like, unfinished. It was just, like... It was a series... It was, like, a, a list of boring errands. All conducted in a car you could not drive. It was as if, like... It was as if, like, somebody had written down language... Like, written down everything you were supposed to do in their second language, handed you their car that had no power steering and three ball tires, and asked you to drive around Chicago... Which, for the record, Chicago is a great city and a terrible place to play. Draft town. Just draft town. (laughs) It's a terrible place with no features. So when you drive around it, there's nothing to look at but just row house after row house. And occasionally, oh, look, a big lake that the animators had to do nothing to uh, interact with at all. So, yeah. Watch dogs. Absolutely. Did you even get to watch dogs? (laughs) Ain't a single dog in there. Or a watch. I mean, if there's like some sort of simulator where you get to actually watch dogs, that sounds all right. I mean, that'd be that would be better than the game Watch Dogs. Like way better. Isn't that just going to a pet store? No, you don't have to leave your house. And no, no, no. And it with doesn't watch, smell bad, and you don't feel tempted with, to buy one. With Watch Dogs, you'd have to hack into the video camera and <laughs> then hack into another video. That's another. Oh, thing was why. that the one where like you got the magic telephone? Yeah, that's another thing I hated about it is that <laughs> it involved like. You know, really bad hacking culture references like CSI Cyber. Enhance. It was like CSI Cyber, the video game, right? Enhance, enhance. So it's like it's like CSI Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, basically, <laughs> except done with like except In if you time. if you only did half the game, if you like only wrote half the game, and then released it and asked people to pay money for it. Well, I kind of hate this game now. <laughs> I absolutely despise that game. Uh, Ryan. Oh, I got nothing. Let's just go to the next question. Okay. I'm so the- sad. I'm so sad. Sorry. Mist- just remembering Mist made me really sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> many, many hours wasted. Like, yeah. even Call of Duty games, when they're bad, have such comically bad elements, I enjoy them. Like the press, like press X to pay respects, <laughs> right? Press L and to claw through a pile of corpses. Press. I just feel like I, I just mistricked you because it looked really cool. So you were like, "Well, something." I mean, probably there's a laser turret level somewhere here. You just got to earn it. And because it was like the first or something game that was like uh, people sort of all decided that it had some bigger purpose, some story right. element right. or whatever. That it, maybe that it, was maybe it appealed to granddads. It was artistic. No, no, no way. It, it, granddads. It it appealed to people with incredible levels of patience who are used to like um grandmas maybe because grandmas, grandmas would be maybe. like no i love mist i just hung out and I, I, went to, I just i went to the on, le- I, 
I, I went to the, the lighthouse porch. and I read a book and it was the lovely day at the beach. And <laughs> The nice man was talking to me through the... Dude, I'm, I'm going to love Mist when I'm like 70. I don't think Mist is a shit. Yeah, we're going to give Mist another chance. Quiet. Uh, quiet. Dad's playing Mist on this computer he stole from the library. <laughs> Again. He's playing Mist on his Apple Watch. He's playing Mist on his Apple Watch. Be quiet. I'm about to fill out a form. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on the... Spigot. There's lots of faucets and stuff. Um, I would. Um, I, my next question is from. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one, man. But we're gonna we're gonna go for it, okay? And it is. Uh, it is the question. How? Uh, how do I win an argument with my wife? And I'm gonna go ahead and protect. <laughs> I'm gonna protect this man's identity by not listing his Twitter handle. Because he's asked a really foolish question. Mark. Yeah. Because I will posit there is no... You can search our mentions and find it. There is is no winning. There is no winning an argument with a spouse. No. What's the the closest you you feel like you've come to winning an argument? Either one of you. (laughs) Pass. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have been right once in my marriage. Right. Well, you are older than me. I was gonna say you've been married for a long time. You've been married for almost ten years, is it now? Yeah, and by the way, the time I was right, yeah, happened... you've been basically married for like twenty years. The time right. and the time I was right happened in the twentieth century. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're due. Yeah, Man, you're no, no, I've had my one. <laughs> you were arguing about like ninety-eight degrees or something. <laughs> I haven't been. I haven't been right this century. Your wife, your wife argued Thanks. that J.C. Chazet would have the longer career. Yeah. No, no, we were. This was about earthquakes, and it was over the terms P wave and S wave. Oh my God! And I said that the P stood for primary and the S stood for secondary. And she said, wow. No, it has something to do with the shape of the waves. And I said, No, 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 no. I'm, I'm right about this. And I'm like, honestly, like the only time I've been right was a sword in the stone moment, right? Like, shoot! Yeah. I did it! I'm king Take a of lap. I'm king of England! Take a lap, son. And my my wife graciously, graciously looked it up and said, you you, you get right points. Just go ahead. And, and it was great because I tried to be super gracious about it, but I just brought it up to you and everyone listening to this, so I'm obviously still gloating about it. You remember it 16 years later. Yeah. No, 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 no. Many, many more than 16. Yeah. It is It is the least <laughs> consequential victory possible. And you remember it as no, if no, it was no, the no. goddamn Olympics. It uh, was a victory. Therefore, it was consequential. <laughs> like, Dude. like, here's the thing that I don't think, uh, I certainly didn't understand this when I was a younger man. I, I, I think like our, our, our single, our single male listeners might not get this. Uh, it's totally fine to lose these arguments. There's, it's 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 great. Like if if the debate is, you know, should I get a haircut? Nah, I don't think I should get a haircut. And you hear that you should. Well, it's correct. Just do it. Like you you have this person who's smarter than you, um, and you get to take advantage of that. It makes everything better. Just just stop thinking. Just listen. That's it. That's that. That sounds right. Ryan's, yeah. Ryan's been married for like four days. I don't know if he can do this yet. Yeah, you'll get there. Just totally, just just shut off the old brain. <laughs> you don't have to worry about anything from here on out. And if you are right, if you somehow 
are smarter than I am, and that's the probability that it's real high. You uh, should, by all means, just uh, if you are right more than once. You keep that shit to yourself. You you don't share that. Listen, be a Care Bear. Take that little magic sparkle, put it in your chest. Just just let it sit there, okay? Put it in then, your put it in your heart. And then when you're with your dying breath, say I was right five times. I was right. We shouldn't have gone to so and so's house <laughs> to play volleyball in the backyard. That we that it sucked there. That wasn't fun. Term life insurance was a great idea. Yeah, but and you're dying first, so she wins that too anyway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mama, I got a perfect record's a perfect record, whether it's on the left or the right side of the column. <laughs> I don't care where you put the zero, just make sure it's on one side or the other so I can feel good about perfection. <laughs>